Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 23. I am your host, representing the old school wrestling fan and your favorite local barber, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. I'm also your host, the no selling wrestling indie fan, Jeremy. Okay, guys, today we're going to be talking about the Women's Elimination Chamber, AEW Dynamite Review, Roman Reigns vs. Goldberg, and more. Before we get started today, head on over to YouTube, and uh, you can find all of our episodes there if you want to go back in the archives and listen to some old stuff. Uh, While you're there, please like and subscribe. It helps us out a lot. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, or uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, Hit us with that five star mate, five star Dave Meltzer review, and uh, if you want to buy a T shirt, go to prowrestlingtees dot com backslash the PW fan. Guys, episode twenty three. It's Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan's number. It's going to be a good one. I got a feeling about it. All right, Andy, what do you got for us? Alrighty. Um. So I've done this in the past, but if things pop up on NXT two point I'll. Usually talk about them before we get into like the main shows, and I know I'm the, I think I'm the only one in this pod that still keeps up with it every week. It's hard, boys, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah. this week, <laughs> this week I think it was the opening segment. Dolph Ziggler appeared on NXT 2.0. Big pop. He came out during Braun Breaker and Santos Escobar's uh, signing con- contract signing segment. He sits down at the table. He uh. Looks at Braun Breaker. He says, "You asked if I worked on Tuesdays. Apparently, I do now." Was his response. Uh, then he also says, "Who the hell are you?" He names his accolades, like all the championships he's won, Money in the Bank, and so on. Uh, then he says, "All those accolades I have, and there's one I do not: the NXT Championship." So then Champa comes out and gets on the mic. Escobar interrupts him. Champa gets back on the mic. Champa says. Uh, he has next after Escobar, unless Dolph Ziggler has a problem with that. So, uh, was it Vengeance Day? That's, I believe, tomorrow night, this Tuesday, uh, the 15th, is their TV pay-per-view. So it's going to be Braun Breaker versus uh, Santos Escobar. So Trump is saying he has next, unless Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler has a problem with that. Uh, then Dolph says, uh, later on, he says, you say this is your home. The same few hundred people come out and clap like seals week in and week out, year after year, no matter what you do, and you think this is your home. When does it end? When does the helmet and the elbow pads come off? When do the training wheels? And then uh, Ciampa attacks Dolph. So I don't know how how long Dolph is going to be in NXT 2.0. It might actually be one of the better storylines going on, I feel like, because... I mean, I know Dolph loses 99 out of 100 matches, but uh, he can steal the show sometimes. And, you know, the talent, the old school NXT talent against Dolph Ziggler could be really good. People like Ciampa. So I'm kind of interested in this. I didn't know if you guys had heard about it, but uh, it was one of the better segments of the show. So uh, first AJ had come down and now Dolph. I don't, you know, maybe... There's some people for views or people like Dolph who don't do much on regular TV. 
it's kind of interesting because it's like uh, you can see Vince running NXT now because he just brings back stars like he does on main roster. Like Brock comes back all the time. He brings back Goldberg. So now he just brings back stars to NXT to get a pop. But it's kind of I, I still like it, though. Like Ciampa and Dolph is going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see Dolph on NXT. Like it's something that. Man, it's just like, God, wouldn't it be way better if it was the black and gold brand if you had done all this stuff before? Like, it would have been so much cooler. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be negative. I, t- like, I promise like myself. Like a Dolph against like Adam negative. Cole or Johnny. Yeah, it's just like, the like okay, now it's the, for me, it's not hitting the same. I'm just keeping it real. Like, put the same scenario back when it was like Adam Cole and everybody. Dolph comes in. It's like, oh, okay, this is going to be some good matches or something. Now I'm just like, ah, all right. I mean, it's cool, right? Because you're getting that main roster attention, and it's getting somebody like me to be like, oh, that's interesting. But at the same time, I'm like, this would have been way cooler just a few years ago. But see, the roster was so good before, you didn't need people like Dolph and AJ to really come down. Right, but that was like the that's one of those scenarios. Yeah. You didn't need it, but that was one of those scenarios where we used to talk like, hey, wouldn't that be cool if like AJ like came down and did like an NXT run? And it's like, now he's doing it. It's just like, I feel like it didn't hit at the coolest time. NXT used to be the coolest. I was wearing an NXT hat earlier today, but I think it's too small for my giant head. So I switched hats. Um, I, uh, (laughs) yeah, I love old NXT. Old NXT was awesome. Black and gold forever, baby. Rest in peace. Triple H is NXT. Yeah. So how about you, Jeremy? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like I kind of said before, like it's kind of Vince's NXT now, as opposed to Triple H's. So I don't think it's as good at all, even or even close to the black and gold brand. So it's, I, I like their surprises, and it's always going to get a pop because Vince is very good at that. But I don't think there's really much else to this show, which is why we don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, this is like the longest we've spent on it forever. All right, starting off this week, uh, a couple things on Raw to talk about. First thing is, I think I announced it at the beginning of last week's, but they had announced the Women's Elimination Chamber, uh, but they didn't, you know, they just did it on social media, if I if I remember correctly, that's why I said. Uh, I don't think we've known the members yet, but this week on Raw, they told us the members, and it's Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and then a mystery opponent. So first off, uh, what I want to say is no qualifying matches. None. Just don't need any for a freaking elimination chamber. Um, thought that was a bit odd. None of the 20 writers could have come up with something. Nope. Nope. Definitely not. Why would they? They get paid, you know. You get paid money for the do job, do half of the job. Um, so, but my question out of that group, you know, there's a people that have been out and obviously this is all raw, uh, women, but you know, Oscar's been out, Bailey's been out. Uh, I think Alexa bliss is raw as well. I, I keep forgetting what show the therapy sessions are on, but I feel like it's raw. Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming it's either Oscar Bailey or, uh, Alexa, for that last opponent, what do you guys think? Or how do you feel about no qualifying matches? <laughs> nothing. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's WWE when they they do something right with maybe the men's qualifying, or even if they do something right with the women's, they end up dropping it somewhere else. So uh, it's not really surprising if it doesn't make any sense with their storylines. No. They they, uh, don't think about the fans' intelligence at all. Right. What about you, Tim? Uh... I'm going to be honest. I don't have much to say about this. I'm just going to pass on it. <laughs> All righty. Trying, trying to say positive. <laughs> yeah. If you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at <laughs> <Yeah>. all. <laughs> I hope that's not a letdown for um, people, but I'm trying to be more positive. Um, so later on the show, we did have a Miz TV segment with uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Uh, I know we've talked about this multiple times through group chat without the week throughout the week, but uh, one of the things we me and Tim bring up all the time is about the old uh, feud between Rey Mysterio and A Guerrero for the custody of Dominic. Dominique. So related to that, this week, <laughs> Dominic. Miz says to Dominic in the ring, I've never noticed you're a lot taller than Ray. Are you sure you're not Eddie's son? And then Ray freaks out, but Dominic holds him back and then attacks Miz, which leads to a match. I just had to talk about that just because it's one of our favorite things. Classic. That whole storyline was so preposterous, (laughs) but it was a classic. I Uh, knew it all culminated at, I believe, SummerSlam. Yes. Um, so I just, God, I mean, it must have been over 15 years since that happened and they, they brought it back just the whole Eddie being the father. It might've been more. I mean, what year did Eddie die? Like 04, 06? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he didn't die. He or he died a little bit after that. So yeah, it's been yeah, fifteen plus years. Um, so I just thought that was kind of funny. But the the final segment of the night was Lita and Becky Lynch in the ring. Uh, Becky was saying stuff, you know, the classic stuff when there's an older talent, but they were your hero. She's like, if there was no Lita, there'd be no Becky Lynch. And then she said, but now that there is a Becky Lynch, there can be no Lita. Um, and they're just talking about their match and stuff. But that was kind of the big line that came out of the segment. And they ended up uh, going at it for a little bit. And I believe Lita um, you know, kind of won the battle with a twist of fate at the end and walked out the ring. So I hope that I really do hope that match is good at Elimination Chamber between those two. Yeah. Um, we'll you know what's funny? I I didn't even realize this, but Lita, I don't know, was it like a year ago? Or whatever she makes some comments about the Saudi Arabia shows, about like how they shouldn't do them or like how horrible they are. And then oh, I how guess the she turns got the number for how much she gets paid, and she's like, "I'm good, I'll go." <laughs> Everyone has a price. Yeah. Unless you're Sami Zayn, then I don't think you have a price for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see Lita. I think that's cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are you excited for this match? Yeah. I'm I scared am. for the I... moonsault, but yeah. I'm dude, excited. I'm terrified. Yeah, the moonsault dude, terrifies me every time. Was... It doesn't matter. <sighs> so, I mean, I, you, she's already broken her neck, so it's just like, man, when she scorpioned herself, that, that was 
That was some scary shit. I remember seeing that live and being like, oh my the, God. It was crazy. That was the yeah. main event of Raw, right? Her and Trish. That was like the first time yeah. the women main event. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually, um, I mean, not, yeah. not like I'm surprised, but no, that was an awesome match. And I remember as a kid, <clears throat> uh, you know, being fully invested in the fact that that was the main event. I was like hyped. It was a good match. Well, I think at the yeah. time they were like the top women's talent on the roster, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that you still had some bikini models and stuff doing their thing, but uh, that was the rest of the to, roster. When it came to actually wrestling, they were definitely the top two. Um, but yeah, that co- that covers Raw for this week. There wasn't too much um, that I thought worth talking about. Um. Although, I think it was this week the the academic decathlon I thought was actually really funny with Chad Gable and Otis and Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. Um, we don't have to talk about it because I didn't write down any notes for it, but I thought about it afterwards. I was like, it I was didn't actually, like it at all. dude, it was. I I don't know. I thought they're <laughs> they're so good. Uh, what was the one question? It was like which Shakespeare. Uh, story has been made to like the most movies or shows and Otis just keeps yelling ham ham for Hamlet and uh, Gabe was like no but you know Otis with this history of like meats and weights or steaks and weights or whatever like he's like ham yeah. and then Gable gets it wrong and like he freaks out but there was an uh another funny moment where uh Randy Orton's I like I can't say that I uh, indulged <laughs> There's a, there's like a level of like I don't know what I guess I would call it sports entertainment that I can handle, yeah. <laughs> and that's over the line for me. <laughs> well, Randy Orton yeah. says like Riddle, you're not the only one that bakes, and then gets his uh gets the answer. It's like how many grams are in an ounce correctly. Uh, yeah. so they showed a little bit of the weed smoke inside of Randy, but okay, moving on. Dynamite this week. Let's get into it. There's a lot to cover. Um, we're gonna, I mean, obviously we're gonna open up with the opening segment, but it was, I'll just go down the notes, guys. It was weird. Crazy All right. Dynamite. So it's, it's the MJF segment. Wardlow walks out, uh, with a life-size MJF, like standouts, like cutouts of him, push, pushes them in the ring in the corner. Uh, FTR with Tully come out. Sean Spears comes out. Spears has Justin Roberts. We're going to get a special MJF introduction. Um, just MJF being big-headed, pretty much. Uh, MJF is carried out like a king, kind of like a, a King Mabel. <laughs> was that his name? When the Hardys were like struggling him, Tim, with him on the throne yeah. back in the day. Do you remember that? Yeah. So yeah. He's in a Mabel, chair he's King on, Mabel, like, Viscera, Big Vis, Big Daddy V. Yeah. <laughs> So they carried him out, who obviously MJF is a lot lighter than him, but uh, still he's on a, a nice like uh, chair on top of a uh, platform. Um, yeah, he gets kissed on the cheek and then makes out like so hardcore makes out with some chick. It was look, do your thing, dude. But like for some reason, watching, I was just just disturbed by it. Um, yeah, it was. It was... First of all, it was like sloppy, but also I don't even think like she expected it because she was like almost okay. smiling or laughing through it. Let me let me just interrupt by one thing. Speaking Talk about of hard- it, Tim. <laughs> yeah. 
no, hang on, wait, no. This is you guys are. This is going to be like a weird turn for the show because we never talk about this company ever. Speaking of weird, aggressive, unnecessary making out. Did you guys see that uh, Alicia Atut turned heel in MLW and she started uh, making out with Most Marketable, which was one of MJF's old partners? Anybody see this? You showed me the clip when I was Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, for anybody watching on YouTube here, you can feast your eyes on this disgusting. No one can see that, Tim. Yeah, they can. They can see it. And that was done, yes. what, just a few days after <laughs> this MJF segment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said no. MJF did it for like a minute yeah. straight. Way to open the show. Um, anyway, <laughs> Wardlow looks annoyed the entire time. He looks unimpressed. Uh, he says... Um, or MJF says he needs to thank someone for helping him beat Punk. Wardlow starts to walk forward. But uh, instead he says, Sean Spears. Um, and he says, it's time I become your new AEW world champion. Um, CM Punk comes out. Punk gets on the mic. And he brings out his friends Darby, Allen, and Sting. All three guys have bats. CM Punk um, is out there. He's asking for a rematch against Wardlow. He can be uh, on, and he says that Wardlow can be on the end of this beating, or he can grow some balls and le- just and leave these jerks. Um, Dax then Dax Hardwood gets on the mic and uh, he says he wants a tag rematch. MJF gets back on the mic, says they'll give him a tag rematch, but it can't be Darby and Sting. And good luck finding a partner in the locker room that doesn't hate your guts. So that wrapped up that segment. Um, again, with the Wardlow stuff, you know, he's getting more and more annoyed. Fans are, like, cheering for Wardlow um, and not cheering it's for been, the guy that he, you know, works for. It's been a good slow build. It's coming. I think they're just patient. Yeah. And when it's time, yeah. it'll be good. I'm just hoping the payoff is good. Yeah, It's not like yeah, a Ryback. Like a job with, it, with it right now. Yeah. Now, the problem with, like, guys like Ryback and, like, other times where, like, WWE's tried something like this is, like, they just push it down people's throats too much and then they don't like it. And I don't, not saying that, I'm not saying that Wardlow is, like, a a Goldberg, but the reason why Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg worked is because it was uh, (laughs) a... Goldberg. (laughs) Goldboig. I think we need a Goldboig tweet. Um, but uh, <laughs> the reason why it worked is because it was organic and people liked it. <laughs> I think uh, the same reason. It was organic like is... you saying Goldboig. Goldboig. <laughs> And I think that's oh, why people like Wardlow. <laughs> Goid boy. Well, speaking of... <laughs> I didn't hear anything to... else you said, Tim. <laughs> I know. Um, Just well, speaking, of, speaking of Wardlow, this led into this segment led into a match of uh, The Blade, who I think was, what, just returning? 
from injury or something. Yeah, I think I think, so, I think yeah. he was just came back. But Blade versus Wardlow, if we get Wardlow chance. Uh, Sean Spears, Tim's favorite, comes out, <laughs> and he wants Wardlow to pin the Blade um, when he says so, but he doesn't listen. Uh, Wardlow win wins with a series of power bombs, and then what do you know? Sean Spears adds a chair shot for no fucking reason at the end. <laughs> Sean Spears, <laughs> God, boy. sucks. After after that, uh, there's a video from Penta. Uh, it's weird. It was a weird dark video. He said Malik or the their translator. I forget his name, but. He says Malachi spit in Penta's soul. So my question is, is Penta going dark? Is he going to gain an eye patch like every other person? Or do we get, you know, and a then different... take it off. Yeah. Or do we get a different Penta character? Yeah, you know, I think he's going back to his dark character, which is kind of cool. I think it's a better direction for his character anyways. Um, Who was it? See, I don't think I knew his dark character. Was that his character in, like, Impact? Yeah, and also from like Lucha Underground. Okay, he would like break people's arms and all that stuff. So. Mm. Oh jeez. Okay. Well, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Or maybe he just joins Kings of the Black Throne. <laughs> um, He's like, look, I'm wearing black now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So after that, we had a kind of. Uh, it wasn't that long, but there was the mandatory inner circle meeting. <laughs> I don't know how you guys felt about this segment, but uh, Chris Jericho is mentor. Ah, the inner circle. Chris Jericho, same. The inner circle. The circle. <laughs> Ciao, waboito. Are we gonna do this entire show? <laughs> uh, you got Chris Jericho in the ring, Sir Guevara, and Jake Hager come out together. Sir Santana and Ortiz come out separately. Jericho talks about not getting tagged in and wants to know why. Um, Santana gets on the mic um, and says that at the end of the day, you know, Chris Jericho only cares about himself. They always come to help him whenever they're close to getting like a title shot. They're done playing second fiddle. Jericho always stood in the way of the spotlight. Then Jericho gets on the mic after being told not to talk over and over by Santana. Um, because he said, I'm not finished. Then you can talk. Uh, Jericho says, Santana reminds him of Eddie, gets hyped up, and blames everyone else. He says he's the reason uh, that... <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> you just reminded... over there. Um, no, you just reminded me of something from a long time ago where when you said, I'm not finished, it reminded me of this thing that Strowman used to do where he'd be like... I'm not finished with you. And then he would like kill the guy. And I, but I remember he did it to Roman one time. Roman was like on a stretcher. He, had a heart. he was like already dead. And like they're like wheeling him out. He's like, oh, I'm yeah. not finished with you. It just comes out of nowhere and like throws him off the edge of this balcony. <laughs> Sorry. That's, <laughs> it just made me think of that. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Um, so after saying the Eddie thing, uh, he says Jericho says that he's the reason that Santana and Ortiz are there. Uh, he said he brought you into the inner circle. I can take you the hell out. <laughs> um, he said he brought in the wrong two LAX members. Who are the other two LAX members? 
Uh, Homicide and Hernandez. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because then Jericho says uh, their name and Santana gets pissed. He grabs Jericho, actually. Um, Sammy Guevara tries to calm the situation. Jericho tells him... Sammy calms it down by like, guys, stop. We're a family. Yeah. We're a family, bros. And Sammy Guevara tells him... Jericho tells Jericho tells Sammy to shut up. Uh... Sammy gets on the mic and says he loves the inner circle, but one of his goals is to be the greatest champion, but the bickering is, isn't going to help it. So he takes off his inner circle, his inner circle jacket, and says <laughs> they need to figure it out. Ortiz, Ortiz gets on the mic, uh, talks about Eddie Kingston helping them, and uh, next week, I forget who says it, but I think it's Santana Ortiz. Next week, it's Santana Ortiz versus Jericho and Hager. So that will be on next week's Dynamite. Hopefully, Santana Ortiz come out looking strong. I'm sure they will, and I'm sure Eddie's gonna. Unless is Eddie Kingston injured? I think he. Yeah, he has. Uh, I don't know. I forget what it is, but he is injured. Eddie Kingston. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see if this is the falling out of the inner circle. It probably is. They've been together for, like, three years on basically the entire time. Yeah. Well, apparently Jericho's back going back to WWE just because he said, never know I'm going to show up to Owens. Oh, yeah, there was, there was something I saw today about having another match with Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yes. But, and and what, it was, the, was it the anniversary of the uh, Festival of Friendship? I saw a post. I yeah, think wasn't that's Owens doing something similar to that now? Similar I think our, so. I forget. With Seth. Seth, yeah. they have a, a friendship. All right, let's talk about this Rapongi Vice interview where the box walked up. Because me and Tim watched it back oh. when I was over there, when they're out back to him at the trailer. All right, so the box, Rapongi Vice is, is getting interviewed. The Bucks walk up. They get attacked by Adam Cole, which did not look good. And then the Bucks do a BTE trigger, which looked absolutely awful. It was one of the worst things Just awful. I've ever seen. This would have been the worst segment on the show if that guy didn't show up. So then after yeah, after the BTE trigger, BTE trigger, um, Adam Cole goes, look who it is. And it's Jay White walks up, back facing the camera. It's his leather jacket with the switchblade markings on it. And he takes, uh, I believe it was Trent, and throws him up against um, the trailer and then uh, doesn't say anything, just walks away. So Jay White is now, uh, I, I don't know if he's just doing stuff for All Elite Wrestling or if he is All Elite. But... No, that's the actual Forbidden Door yeah. like definition, because he still works for New, New Japan. Yeah, unless uh, so, Tony brought him him in, realizing that he didn't know the definition for Benidorm, and he's like, "I need to find someone." Yeah, he literally tweeted that he's like, uh, "I messed up, so I brought Jay White." Yeah. <laughs> so I want to give a quick shout out to uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my uh, boy and big time fan of the show, Paul Moyer, and he he listens to every episode. And I want to give a shout out to his uh, his son Quincy too. What's up, Quincy? How you doing, buddy? Um, but we were talking, I was cutting his hair the other day and, um, he just kind of like out of nowhere was like, I don't even know if I like the young bucks anymore. And I was like, 
Yeah. I was like, I know. That's what I said to you over your house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You were saying it too. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't even. Because we were were watching part of the Rapongi voice match. I was like, I don't know if I like them anymore. Yeah. And they've, they've been off TV for a little bit. And it's like, I don't miss them at all. I used to think they were awesome. Now I'm just like, what? Okay. What do you, what is it that, it's not the heel thing. I'm just saying that 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 BTE trigger, whatever thing that they did, that that looked like if like the three of us did that on somebody for like just like joking around. <laughs> dude, it, it looks like like someone somebody's I didn't like, somebody's like drunk with their like... friends and they're like, dude, Lego, is this how you do it? Like, like that's that's how it looked. And I didn't realize it was it was that bad looking until I watched it with you. For well, back I noticed you. on the first and one because I, I just like, look at your face. You're like, oh, you're like, oh my god. Well, no, okay. So here, yeah. just hear me out. Just hear me out. Okay, I'm not trying to be a dick, but <laughs> you're. It's like in the back, right? And like, I don't know. The old school in me is like normally when they're in the audience or they're in the bleachers or in the back. Since the camera is going to be close, they kind of like lay it in a little bit, you know, because you know they don't want it to look you know phony or whatever well i was like i do that and i was like man i was like oh they're about to do this move on this dude back here they're probably gonna do it kind of stiff i was like oh it's gonna be like so like my mind was expecting one thing and i was like waiting for that big (laughs) moment and then all of a sudden it just was like and i was like oh (laughs) so it's just like (laughs) just like a a big letdown Or it's like at least cut the camera a certain way so you don't see it like that. So it like, looks good. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be crazy. And then all of a sudden it just was like the biggest like I was like, ah. So Well, I want to move on to my favorite part of the night. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh there was a match, it was Isaiah Cassidy versus a mysterious opponent for the face of the revolution. Is it a tournament? I'm guessing. Uh, it's a it was a qualifying match to go into the ladder match. Okay, um, so Isaiah Cassidy comes out and then someone makes their debut and it is Keith Lee. He gets a great reaction from the audience. Um, Crazy <clears throat> reaction. He gets in there. He's wrestling like the NXT version of uh, Keith Lee. You know he the Keith Lee that everyone loved. Yeah, he he, dude, he tossed Isaiah Cassidy like halfway across the <laughs> ring, so high up in the air. That was crazy. Um, he did a bunch of crazy stuff, but one of the things during the match, Matt Hardy walks out of the match over the barricade into the audience midway through the match, and the announcers are saying it's erratic behavior. <laughs> um, well, what does that sound like? That's exactly how they describe Jeff Hardy walking out of mid match. Yeah. Um, during that house show, and they said that Jeff Hardy was you know, doing or ensue, ensuing in some erratic behavior. Uh, do you guys think that this is, you know, a little tease? I mean, I Definitely feel like some things like that are said on TV for a reason, you know. Oh yeah, and it's like Matt Hardy on his socials would have been. He's been like saying uh, he thought Private Party were the next Hardy Boys. He's like, I guess I'm wrong. So what do you think? Do you think Jeff comes back in time for this ladder match? It's, or, or if he debuts, do you think he'll debut in, in time for the ladder match? Well, his 90 days is up March 9th, who I think is after 
Sure. Oh, it's like a day after, or yeah. Well, if Jeff so it could does be the song dynamite, then if Jeff does come to AEW, that means that we're gonna get the Hardy Boys versus the Hardly Boys, which I'm excited for. <laughs> the Hardly Boys. I forget that's that's what another guy likes to call them. It's the Hardly Boys. The Hardly Boys. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, South. Park, it's a South Park reference. Everybody, calm down. <laughs> Uh, but the winner of the match was obviously Keith Lee. Private Party goes to attack afterwards, and Keith Lee is just doing some freakish strength when uh, I forget who jumps out from Private Party, but Keith catches him, and then he like power bombs him onto the other member of Private Party. He takes them all out. Fans are loving it. Uh, great debut by Keith Lee. I thought it was awesome, and I cross my fingers they book him right. Um, but there is a face of revolution qualifying match, which is Wardlow against somebody. And I have a feeling Wardlow is going to win. And then you get Keith Lee and Wardlow, two big boys in a match. Yeah. But big guys that can move. Too. Everyone's saying like, imagine Keith Lee versus like Miro or yeah, like Wardlow or people like that in AEW. Hobbs. Let them go. I saw Brian Cage posted some Powerhouse video from like an indie. He was like, "Give me Keith Lee." Yeah. Those indie shows yeah, are weird sometimes. The, those those rings are clean. way too small looking. You ever notice that? Yeah, the it's, the claims were actually fighting Brian Cage and whoever he was tagging with, and like the Max Caster guy was rapping. He's like, "We have more TV time than Brian Cage." And I'm like, "Damn!" Laughing. I'm sure. I'm sure Brian Cage didn't like that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so after that match we had Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa video package Um, then we had a Sammy Guevara cue card segment that was fun during the pandemic era yeah I don't that's just it's annoying now yeah and his cue cards I think had to do with the inner circles inner circle segment uh, earlier (laughs) in the show Um, but this led us to um Probably my favorite match on the show. It was FTR versus CM Punk and a partner he had to find. And it turned out to be John Moxley. Or John Moxley. <laughs> yeah, for those oh, who didn't for those who didn't see all of a sudden the forbidden door opened and John Cena came out. It was amazing. Came to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> um but God, how insane. Look, I just wrote down the been. winners to this. I just I just wrote down the winners of this match, which were CM Punk and John Moxley. But this match was awesome. Uh, FTR and them uh, were really really good together. Um, I thought it it was my favorite match on the show. Yeah, I'd have to say besides Keith Lee's debut, but this one actually got some you know a lot of time. It wasn't like a squash match. It was very good. What do you guys think? It was good. yeah, it was one of my favorites too. And it's it's so cool to see FTR and CM Punk together. Because you know they're they're both like kind of the old school wrestlers too, mm-hmm. so it's like the building of the match was pretty awesome to see. Yeah, no, I, How about I, you, I enjoy, no, I thought I thought the match was cool, and like you said, this is it was different than the Keith Lee segment, right? Like one was kind of like a big moment, and the other one was just like a a, a cool, also a good moment, but it was more just. Uh, kind of a match type scenario so i enjoyed both segments 
and I liked everything overall. I thought this was a fun show, honestly. Minus the awful. Yeah, yeah it was also just cool to see. No, you guys would know better than me. Did they Jay team White up cool. at all during? Did they team at all at all during WWE together? Or wrestle yeah, each other? Moxley was in the Shield the entire time. Or the, yeah, they wrestled each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it makes me think though. Like, okay, obviously this leads into some Daniel Bryan jealousy kind of thing. Um, so we'll have to see what goes on with that. You know, I liked them being paired up. I kind of prefer CM Punk to be by himself, at least now. But, um, you know, I don't think... It would be crazy if it was like Punk, Moxley, and Danielson. Dude, take over the company. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For real. I wanted that to happen. Also, where has American... uh... Yeah. Where's Red Dragon been? Uh, I think, isn't uh, one of them hurt? I guess. I mean, that would make sense. Because Kyler Ryan just read... did uh, their Pod... like, podcast, AEW's yeah. podcast. I'll have to look it up and see. All right, the next match. Like the next match was uh, a debut of an old or an ex-NXT wrestler. I don't remember what her name was over there, but in AEW is AQA. And AQA was trained by Booker T. She's uh, wrestling Jade Cargill for the TBS Championship. Now, first time this was on, I didn't really pay attention uh, to it. I think I was also doing homework at the time. Sorry. Uh, but after the homework. show or the next day, I had heard homework. Uh, yeah, I got some homework. Uh, I had heard some some you know trash talking on this match, saying it was really bad and it was all blamed on like AQA. And Jay Cargo was like uh, vis- uh, visually uh, frustrated during it. So when I was over at Tim's house, I rewatched it. I I don't think it should have been ripped apart like it did. There was timing was off at things and maybe a lack of communication. But man, the way they made it sound is that it was terrible. I mean. It, it wasn't, wasn't good, but it wasn't like god awful. So yeah, they definitely I don't know what boxes. they saw that I didn't see. Dude, and that's the thing, like we were just going hard on that like Young Bucks V trigger thing and like I watched this match with you and I was like <laughs> and I was and I was like, dude, this wasn't even that bad. People it's funny how like people overreact with some things and then like I don't know, people probably say that we're overreacting. No, I don't think so. I'm still picturing that V trigger in my head, it was horrible. <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's like yeah. No people, one talked about that feature. Everyone talked about AQA versus. I was like, AQA. dude, that's not. This wasn't even that bad. I mean, in comparison to like other things I've seen, you know. I think. I think people are just spotlighted because everyone says Jade is so green, so they always just watch her matches more carefully, like like that. But, but on the other hand, like Jade, Jade did good. I mean, yeah. on the other hand, people think the Young Bucks are like can't do anything wrong so it's like they watch it with blinders because somebody's gonna be like yeah no way dude they hit that v trigger flawlessly they're the best wrestlers ever fuck you <laughs> yeah. well J- jade looked like she took the reins in this match when things were going you know a lo- or were a little off you know so props to her for kind of being yeah. the ring general in this one um but yeah so after that we have a uh, young bucks and adam cole backstage segment 
they're talking about Rapongi Vice match uh, coming up between the Bucks and uh, Rapongi Vice on this coming Rampage. Um, and then the Bucks are like, you know, Adam could have let us know before Jay White was coming. They're like, you know, Kenny and Jay White were like arch enemies before. Um, and Adam Cole in the end ends up saying, I know we're elite now, but we took an oath when you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for, 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 for life. For, 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 for life. <laughs> so if you're a fan of old school Bullet Club, it was kind of cool. Uh, so we'll have to see. I mean, together. look, Jay White, if there is the Bull Cub is still existing over there, I believe he is the leader. Uh, Kenny was the leader at one point. You know, now Kenny and him are going to be in the same place. But you also have Adam Yo. Cole who's coming up trying to take the top spot too. I'm not going to lie. That quote when they said that, I was like, a couple years ago, I when AEW started, I retired all my. I had all, I had literally the collection. I had every single Bullet Club shirt that they put out, like the original ones, and the hoodie. And then yeah. I fold, I folded them, and just so they didn't get ruined. You have a tattoo. Yeah, and I got the Bullet Club tattoo for 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 life. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, man, I'm gonna have to bust out the the old Bullet Club shirts. Because Tim's like, I took an oath. I took an oath too, so I got to get out my stuff. And my... It's, I took, a, I took, a, I took an oath. It's still real to me. The only dude. The only thing about like the like, the only thing about the Bullet Club shirts is sometimes they're a little too like. People don't know what it is, and like they're like, "Oh, are you like a big gun guy?" And I'm like, "I mean, no, like, <laughs> no, it was yeah. nothing. I was like, I has nothing to do with that." <laughs> Right. You do have that AJ Styles New Japan Bullet Club shirt that is like impossible to find, which I'm super jealous. That's of. why I I, I no. never wear it because I'm like, it's like, what's the point of having it? But at the same time, I'm like, man, every time I wear and then put that thing in the wash and dry it, it's just as like another another day gets ticked off. <laughs> another day off its off its life. It's life, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just... <laughs> um. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what goes on with this Bullet Club stuff, if any, is going to happen. But um, yeah. Next, we had a match: Serena Deeb, still out there every week, versus someone named Katie Arquette. Uh, she made pretty quick work of her winner was Serena Deeb. All right, yeah, then we had a video a package. Yeah, then we had a video package. It was Ass Club and Jurassic Express. Uh. <laughs> uh, video package for them because um, they are having a tag team championship on the upcoming uh, Rampage that week. Our main event. Jamie, did you watch this whole thing? Because I made Tim watch it. Um, I did. It wasn't... I wasn't hyped or excited for it at all, but oh my god, this match was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one of the better... Texas death matches that they do on yeah. TV. I usually hate them. Um, Lance Archer versus Heyman, Adam Page, Texas death match for the AW World Championship. Start by off. Start off by saying I hope their rivalry is done. And based on this, how this match ended, I think it is. Um, in the end, the winner was Heyman, Adam Page via countout. He, uh, we'll talk about a couple spots, but he had barbed wire wrapped around his arm and he dropped it, and the ref. Uh, had bent down to pick it, 
Earlier on the match, Dan Lambert took off the top rope. We should start with that. All right. The entire top rope is pretty much out uh, yeah. the entire match. So it when the ref five minutes to get it off. Yeah. When the ref is bent over picking up Adam uh, Page's barbed wire, Adam Page does his what he would normally do flip over the rope. He springboards and flips over uh, the ref's back and then clotheslines Lance Archer through like two tables on the outside. Heyman gets up and uh, gets back in the ring. Lance Archer is counted out. Now, some spots well, in the match. The, it's like that 10 count. Yeah. It's a, yeah, you got counted out, right? Like, they're just down. Well, there's no, like, oh, count out. It's oh, like he's down. Oh, okay. Because, oh, well, then why did yeah. Adam Page ran into the ring? So I was like, it's a 10. It's a 10 yeah, count. I don't know why he did that. Because the announcers were like, you don't need to ruin the ring. But, you know, I think it was just instinctive. Also, that kind of count out wouldn't be a rule for a death match, you know, but. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, some some gnarly spots in the match. If I remember, uh, Lance Archer took a fork to Adam. Pa- Adam Page was Page. face was really bloody. Excuse me. Um, and I I don't remember what Lance Archer's finisher is, but he took Adam Page and oh. threw him onto the steel steps from the ring to the outside. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. I remember that. Do that. Like when he lifted him up, I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to. Yeah. Him. I show I had to yeah, show Tim that that was crazy. Um, so was pretty crazy. Uh, I can't. I'm trying to think of other ones. They had a failed opportunity with Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, Jake the Snake. I think I think he clotheslined Adam Page or something, and then picked him up and he wanted to do a DDT, but Lance Archer stopped yeah. him. So then Adam Page ended up getting it, uh, doing it to Lance Archer, but Roberts just walked away. Didn't even see it happen. Nothing, and then. Just turns around and flicks off Adam Page, I believe. But Tim thought he flicked off Lance yeah. Archer, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't. Know, I didn't know um, what was going. On. I was like, "Wait, is it, are they? Yeah. Mad? is he mad at him? I don't know. And I, I think any time it's a death match, but it's with Lance Archer. That's why they call it the Texas Death Match because he's from Texas. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was. It wasn't my favorite match on the show. Like I said, the CM Punk match was my favorite, but yeah. uh, compared to all the other matches or all the other death matches I've seen on the show, um, you know, it was one of the better ones, pretty much. Yeah, it was a good main event. Yeah. But that wrapped up Dynamite. There's a couple of things to talk about with SmackDown this week. Did you all well, see the any... last thing is that Adam Cole comes out at the end? Oh, thank you. I don't know why I didn't write it down. I think I got so excited for it. You have like, it down right here. <laughs> do I? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah, Adam Cole, Adam Page is in the ring holding up the belt, or the ref has the belt, hasn't given it to Adam Page yet. And Adam Cole That's walks. Right. Yeah, it's going to be Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Adam Cole walks down the ramp. He grabs the belt from the ref and he puts it on Paige's shoulders, you know, I think making his intentions clear basically. Uh, so I'm sorry, Adam page. I am over your uh, reign and yep. I want Adam Cole to beat you. <laughs> um, look, man, Tony didn't book you right. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you've had Andy booking, Andy booking you. It'd be it's different. But, uh, I mean, it's like what Tim said. It's more about the chase, <laughs> but, but also no, me and Tim also were like, also, they they started the his his reign off really strong with Brian Danielson, 
Like, yeah. and he beat him clean. I don't I know, agree. but I'm re- I'm looking forward to Adam Cole being in the title picture. I guess whether he loses wins or wins or not, but I want him to win. Um, so maybe that's leading to revolution. I hope so. I'm sure we'll get more of uh, this upcoming dynamite. But on to SmackDown. There were uh, interviews throughout the night. One was with Michael Cole and Roman Reigns, and the other was with Goldberg. Uh, Roman Reigns is talking about things like Goldberg being old and, uh, you know, Goldberg beat Lesnar before and that Lesnar had beaten uh, Roman or that this match was supposed to take place before. Um, but that was before Roman was a tribal chief. You know, he's not that Roman anymore. And then uh, Goldberg, I'm trying to remember what he said. It wasn't that important, but <laughs> he, you know, he's saying, he's talking about all the people that want him to like stop wrestling and, and whatnot. And he, uh, he's saying he can still go and he's, you know, still that guy. So I don't know, Goldberg. I can't believe he gets cheers. Or are they pumped in cheers? I don't know. If anybody listening, oh, it could be, yeah. Yeah. If anybody, so we'll see if he show, wins, if the Prince wants him to win. Because I think my mic disconnected. So that's why I sound a little weird, but yes, but hopefully that hasn't been going on the whole it did. time. Good, good. Yeah, well, we're almost at the end. No, so, no, it just recently no, started. Perfect. All right, sorry about that, everybody. You're perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the Roman Reigns and Goldberg interviews, just, you know, promoting their upcoming match and what they're going to do to one another. The main event of the show was Naomi versus Charlotte Flair, though, for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. When it was Charlotte Flair, it's not really, I didn't really bring this up to talk about <clears throat> the match itself, though the crowd was really into it. Um, but Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair at the end uh, attacked Naomi, and then Ronda Rousey comes out to help, uh, which, in my opinion, sets up a future tag match before uh, Mania. Sonya and Charlotte. It's formula. Yeah. It's just. They gotta always have something. So Sonia and Charlotte versus Naomi and Ronda, I can totally see happening in the future. Um, but yeah, so fine. That wrapped up SmackDown. I wanted to wrap up with Rampage this week. Uh, which Tim, I know you didn't get a chance to watch, and but I was able to show you some of the clips that you know I wanted to talk about anyway. So. It'll be good. Uh, Rapagi Vice versus the Young Bucks was the opening match. Um, during the match, Orange Cassidy goes under the ring, and then you see a thumbs up pop out, and they pull the hand that the thumbs up is coming from, and it's Danhausen. So Danhausen gets pulled out from under the ring, and he uh, curses Christ. the Young Bucks. He goes, "You are <laughs> curse!" And when he does that, Rapagi Vice dive all to to the curse. They Young Bucks dive out to the outside, or Rapongi Vice dives out to the outside to the Young Bucks <laughs> right after that. He's pleased. Uh, in the end, though, the winners were the Young Bucks. Uh, there, was, there, was, there was a sign in the audience that says, your Jordans are fake, uh, probably referring to the Young Bucks. 
Um, but afterwards, uh, Brandon Cutler is spraying Orange Cassidy with the cold spray. Cassidy does his little slow super kicks to Brandon Cutler. Um, and I believe the Bucks attack Orange Cassidy and then Trent Beretta and um, Rocky Romero get involved. But the point of this is that Jay White comes out, gets to the ring, and um, I'm guessing it's his finisher, t- takes out Trent Beretta. Yep. So do we get a Jay White Trent Beretta match in the future? Probably. Why, uh, why are like, the elite and the best friends meet, need to be done? Like the elite have won all of the matches. No, no keep adding members to both groups and they'll keep going forever. <laughs> yeah. At least he's wrestling the better, the better. If he is going to wrestle Trent, he's wrestling the better best friend. God. <laughs> so the crowd was like, not that hype for Jay white. I feel like, I feel like the crowd should know who he is, but maybe a lot of them actually don't. Is. And that's just me. Yeah, I think that. it could be. And also, it's when they record the Rampage after Dynamite. He's only ever wrestled in, like, New Japan, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm so sure like, that's not the... I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure the... Like, no big companies over here, that is. So, you might be yeah, into indies is, and stuff over here. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that's not the only place huh? he's wrestled. You're not sure what, Tim? No, but, I mean, you... big companies. Like, big companies, I'm pretty sure that, like, yeah. he... You know, he wasn't ever with WWE or ROH, things like he that. Was, he was he did some stuff with Impact, but that was it. Yeah. Was. Um, but yeah, the crowd didn't seem that hype. But I mean, if you're a fan of Bullet Club and stuff and follow them or New Japan Pro Wrestling, you're probably you know excited to see him. Yeah. Um, afterwards, we had a backstage segment with Brian Danielson. Uh, he says Moxley teaming up with CM Punk was a one-time thing. Uh, and then Matt Seidel and Lee Mori- Moriarty walk up. Seidel is bothered by Danielson, saying that Lee Moriarty uh, should be training with Danielson. I believe he had brought it up when he was trying to convince Moxley to team with him. Um, but next week, it's going to be Lee Moriarty versus Brian Danielson. Um, I believe it's going to be for Dynamite. So, I like the I, part in the interview when Danielson was like, I like that. From the uh, violent Moriarty, the violence and Lee Moriarty. Like, like like, All right, yeah. <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, that's that's why I think this whole CM Punk um, or just Moxley stuff with Brian Danielson is going to continue because um, they bring it up. But to end the show, I'm not going to end with the main event of the show, which was Jurassic Express versus the Ass Boys. Um, match was all right, but the winner was uh, Jurassic Express. Um, I'm going to end with Hook versus uh, Blake Lee. Hook is the main event. Hook's the main event of this show. <laughs> and Hook, uh, Hook took it to Blake Lee. You know, another great showing by, by him. Blake Lee was apparently T, uh, QT Marshall's, or Marshall. I don't know, Marshall. whichever one. Uh, his quote-unquote best student. And he took, took him out. So, uh. Yep, still still looking forward to what's in Hook's future. Still excited for it. You know, still think he's going to be a star. Yeah. His whole demeanor and his character, just in general, is awesome. I'm a fan. It's kind of and, getting to the point of like his matches are cool, but now it's like you need to do something. Yeah, a little bit more. 
you know, you got a couple matches under his belt now. Either get yourself a talker for you, and you just stay quiet, like the quiet monster, or um, yeah. have some matches with some higher profile guys. You know, right? It'll be interesting. So even a tag match, you know, you got all team Taz. You could tag with one of them, do something. Yeah, that's right. He is a part of team Taz. Or take out if no one is able to take out Dante Martin or something. Have Hook be the one. Send Hook. Take out Dante Martin, who's been a pest and uh, pest towards Team Taz. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that wraps up Rampage this week. Was there anything else in the wrestling world that you wanted to go over before we close out this week, Andy? Oh, I got something. Congratulations to Matt Card. Congratulations. Mm. Congratulations okay. to Matt. Yeah, everyone, Cardo share your thoughts. NWA <laughs> World Heavyweight Championship. That's right. Yeah. We, I believe, right? From Trevor Murdoch, you said? And he is okay. the death. Man. I think that's who beat Nick Aldis before. And GCW stands for Garbage Championship Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> now I saw that Matt Cardona I saw a picture was he wearing Christian inspired like yeah underwear from <laughs> underwear. when Christian won his ring wear it's not the underwear it's his underwear and then you got the long boys um, tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> no his undies man his, his ring wear yeah he was well he was wearing the same uh, outfit, basically, as Christian when just, he won the Just undies. NWA. It was undies version. <laughs> yeah. Undies. <laughs> Come with that. Oh, well, Lord, guys. That about wraps up episode cool. 23, I'd say. We appreciate you joining us here. Um, <laughs> if you're uh, joining us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Go to Instagram and Twitter and follow us at the PW Fan. Go to uh, Andy the Architect's 410 Fan Bros Instagram page so he can get some likes. It's at the 410 Fan Bros on Instagram. My man needs some likes. He needs some follows. Um, we're we're gonna we're thinking about some ideas. Yeah, not yet. We're yeah, nudge that like button. Coming up here with the show, we're thinking about maybe doing uh, a watch along. And maybe down the road, some Patreon stuff, just to be able to interact with any listeners of the show more, because we appreciate you guys so much. Um, Thank you for all the continued support, and we will be back next week with episode 24. Bye, everybody.